Hi, I'm Jenna. And I'm Mark. And you're listening to Cincinnati Zoo Tales. Hey everyone, welcome back. Yeah, thanks for joining us for another episode of Cincinnati Zoo Tales. Jen and I are really excited today. We're joined by a fun group. We've got Marjorie Barthel and Kelly Carpenter, who are two of our rhino-specific keepers, but they work in the Velt exhibit, so with a couple other species, but tend to spend a lot of their time with the rhinos. So we're excited to have a rhino episode. Thank you guys for joining us. We're excited to have you. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. It's always so fun to have more than one guest, but then I don't know where to look. So (laughs) (laughs) thank you guys for being here. We definitely want to hear all about the rhinos and their personalities and the training that you are doing. We know you're doing a ton. And uh, we always kind of start the episodes hearing about how somebody got to where they are. So, you know, did you plan on being a zookeeper growing up? Did you plan on working with rhinos? If you guys want to take turns and just tell us a little bit about how you got started here. Um, well, my name's Marjorie, and I um, have a background um, as a kid, grew up with family and friends with uh, livestock, uh, horses. I grew up riding horses, um, so loving animals so much, um, my parents uh, got me involved in the volunteer, um, it was the Children's Zoo Volunteer Program when I was in high school, no so started in that program um, with some of the people who are still working in Children's Zoo today. <laughs> um, still good friends with, with one particular. Um, but anyway, I started in Children's Zoo. Um, I actually moved around the zoo a lot. I, I planned on going to school. Um, I kind of skipped that part um, <laughs> and ended up with full-time jobs awesome. along the way, um, including um, from Children's Zoo to Elephant to... Um, primate center um, to nocturnal house. I've been been around the zoo. Um, I forgot I, you were in the primate center. I was you in the really primate. have been in a lot I of different. I've that. been um, yeah, quite a variety. Um, I have a lot of really cool experience. Um, in the end, though, I landed back where you know I kind of started with hoofstock, um, specifically rhino, which I never really knew honestly that I was interested in rhino. Um, till kind of dove in, got involved, and I I wouldn't trade it for anything. I think they're um, pretty easy to fall in love yeah, with. Yeah, they really mm-hmm. are. I love them so much, and I I, I can't can't leave them. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. So yeah. that was a surprise to you, though. It's not something that you had planned on. You never thought nope. I always wanted to work rhinos or no, anything like no. that. No, um, no. Actually, in Children's Zoo, um, I started volunteering with Elephant um, early on, and I thought, you know. The elephants, which they were for a long time. I love those elephants. Always a special mm-hmm. place in my heart. I worked with them for 12 years, um, and they were very special. I thought that was what I was going to stick with, and, and ended up I just kind of skipped around a little bit and ended right back with Hoofstog, but a different type. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, so here I am with Rhino, and I love them. So. That's large awesome. Mammals. Large, large mammals. mammals. Large mammals. Yeah, you want to like the largest or second largest? They are. <laughs> Very charismatic. But Kelly, what about you? How did you get started? Um, so I actually went to Miami, Miami University. I have a bachelor's degree in zoology. Uh, I grew up loving animals. Like I would pick up strays on the side of the road and I would hide them in my room. And my dad would be like, is there a dog upstairs? And I'd be like, no, yes. Um, but I actually wanted to do pre-med. So when I graduated, I volunteered like 2,000 hours between a university in Bethesda North and realized that I really wanted to work with animals. I really wanted to be involved in conservation. Um, just wasn't sure exactly what that was gonna look like. I got an internship at Wild Encounters and got asked to write a chat for an animal and I chose the Okapi. So I went back and I met uh, actually Renee Carpenter who's our one of our hoofstock keepers and did this chat on camera. She asked me if I wanted to volunteer and oh. I said yes. Uh, so I went from volunteer to seasonal to temp to seasonal to temp to seasonal. Um, I know that feeling. Yeah, for a couple years. Um, and was very lucky to get hired on full time. I've been with the Velt for going on eight years now. And um, I think I'm exactly where I feel like I want to be right now. I also work at our mass farm property with carnivores. And I'm learning to love them, but much different than hoof stock. Um, and I've been really grateful because I have a very senior keeper staff with probably like 75 to 100 years of experience between all of them. Um, like Marge is like 25, Randy Perrin, our head keeper, is like 30 years, Tom Tendenfeld's 30 years, and then Wendy and Renee are like 15 plus. So I fell in love. I always, but I like, I feel like I found my way to rhinos after a couple years in the belt, and I think mm-hmm. watching 
Marge work with the rhinos. Like I was like, I want to, I want to be a part of that. Mm. So I love, I love all the velvet animals. I, I always thought I'd want to work with carnivores and then I did and realized, no, I like the big, large yeah, mammals yeah. are definitely my thing. Yeah. Well, I love the meerkats, of course. I love I all animals, say, but... We would love the meerkats. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to say. Anytime you need help with meerkats. Yeah, sure, I'll let you know. Yeah, the but the large hoofed animals are, yeah. are pretty awesome. Mm -hmm. But um, what what would you guys say tell like could help people tell the rhinos apart that we have tell us their names and a little bit about their personalities and what people could look for or like what you love about them maybe well <laughs> <laughs> there's that, so many things uh, yeah. well the um obvious way to tell the adults is the obvious way male and female <laughs> um but um the male is a lot bigger um, than the female. How much does he weigh and what is his name? We just weighed him. His name is Faru and he was... He's about 2,700 pounds. Okay. Yeah, about mm -hmm. 2,700 pounds. Big boy. Uh, he big is a boy. very big boy. Um, very big, handsome boy. Um, he has a larger horn. Um, they aren't housed together. Rhino are solitary except for when they come together for breeding. Um, and aside from having a calf, of course the calf is with mom mm -hmm. for a couple years. Um, but so they're housed separately. Our male right now is housed in the back side of the veld in the um, yard back on the smaller path. Um, and the female, um, Saya, is housed in the front uh, rhino yard across from La Rosa's. Um, and she is our model rhino, I say. <laughs> um, she is perfect in every way. She's just a beautiful, beautiful girl. She's big too, not as big as him. And she weighed at 1,500. 2,500. Or 2,500. I don't know why I keep thinking. I'm thinking of the little man. You just remember when she first came here. <laughs> right. Small. She was small. Um, I keep wanting to say 1,500 because that's how much our baby, if you want to call him a baby, <laughs> weighs baby. right now. He is 1,500 pounds. Um, and obviously you can tell him from mom. He's, he's about half her size now. So. And what's his name? Uh, his name is Ahan. A Johnny, a Johnny Joe. Joe. <laughs> a Johnny Joe. I feel like, too, you can tell if they ever, if we ever... Or to have them both out, maybe people got confused about the yards. Uh, Faru's front horn uh, is kind of flattened at the tip, whereas uh, Saya has a perfect. perfect. I mean, her perfect horn perfect. is perfectly curved, long with that point. Um, he also, I feel like, is a little bit darker in color. Yep. Some of the time. Okay. Yep. That's good to know. Yeah. I mean, depending on when they mud wallow, whenever they'd like, roll around in the dust, or if we give them a bath, their color can change depending on what's going on with them that day. But I think he's a little bit darker as yep. well. Yeah. He's big. And these he are, yeah, we might have skipped past it, but these oh, are yeah. black rhinoceros. We did not black say yeah. rhinos. Yeah. Yes. One yes. of the five yes. subspecies, or species of rhino, black rhinoceros. In the wild, they're browsers. They eat a lot of mm -hmm. sticks, twigs. What do we feed mm -hmm. them here? What's their diet consist of? Uh, we are so grateful and thankful to have a great horticulture team on um, staff here at the zoo that bring us lots of branches and trees. Hmm. And the rhino actually won't just eat the leaves and the small branches. They actually chew on very large, as, as big as they can fit in their mouth. They will <laughs> chew on that wood. And actually, that's really good for their teeth. All that fibrous material, um, it, it helps to keep their teeth healthy. So um, we give them browse. They get a ton of hay. They eat, I'd say on average, about a bale a day Wow. Per rhino. So it's usually adult. about 40-ish pounds, depending on the type of hay. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, about 15 pounds of um, a grain made specifically for our herbivore um, animals here. Um, and then uh, produce we usually use for a lot of training enrichment. Um, that consists of bananas, apples, sweet potatoes. Um, not celery. She does not, not like celery. celery. <laughs> no, no, she does not like celery. Our female does not like celery. Um, Definitely consistently banana, apple, carrot, yep. um, a lettuce of some sort, like romaine or kale. Um, Do they have a favorite? Like, you know what they don't like? But people always ask what the hippos' yeah. favorites are. I'm like, they'll eat just anything. about anything. Yeah, they'll eat so. anything. Uh, our like female say, uh, yeah, any fruits. Fruit. Absolutely. Um, her favorites, um, her very favorite is strawberry jam, which everybody gets <laughs> a kick out of. <laughs> she loves strawberries, um, and they all love jam, but that's her favorite is um, strawberries or strawberry jam. Okay. Um, and are you using that for trading or for enrichment? Are you, like, smearing uh, it on That's things? enrichment. We don't okay. get that all the time. Mm, yeah. Um, but bananas are I've always a big bananas. fave. Yeah. I think with, with both of our calves, too, just because... Yeah. They were so easy to feed when we started working with them, and like bananas are soft, they could eat them of any size. Yep. Uh, yeah, definitely fruit. 
They they are like against some vegetables. The sweet tooth. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they have a sweet tooth. It's easier to say what they don't yeah. like for sure. You'll come yeah. in in the morning and there's like a stock of celery still laying on the ground, and you're like, oh, not that. <laughs> or asparagus. <laughs> I feel like sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So they get a wide variety. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Different stuff for enrichment. I mean, a lot yeah. of the stuff isn't something that we're getting every day for them. I would say that the core is the ones we listed before, but. Yeah, if we get something fun in our produce bin, especially, oh, melons. Melons. Mm -hmm. Melons Melons are a big one. Watermelon, cantaloupe, honeydews. They love that. Oh, yeah. Do they have favorite enrichment items that they get to play with and utilize, or what do you guys offer them? Probably the cube feeders. Yeah. The the feeders that we put treats in for them to roll around. And, again, we use the jam. We can spread that on there. I think that's one of 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 their favorites. I will say, Saya does this really cute thing. So, like, a cube feeder, you would think that she would roll it, or a rolling feeder, she'd roll it to get the treats out. Instead, she like plants her face on top of it and drags it back and forth <laughs> until like a cookie comes out. And you're like, I don't know if that's the best way. <laughs> it's I, the most aggressive way. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's working. Funny. And then I do think with our, I feel like our adults don't do it as much, but with our calves, like they will love to like toss something around. So we had a plastic donut on an exhibit on a pole, and somehow a Johnny Joe like flipped it up and it landed perfectly on that pole. No like way. Like one of those old school games. No like ring toss. Yeah, like yeah, a ring toss. Yeah. <laughs> so I think like things too that they spar a lot with each other. So like yeah. trying to recreate that behavior in them, mm. which is part of their natural history. Um, but they're definitely food. Yeah. Motivated. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. I feel like that's most animals. Favorite yeah, enrichment item so. is something that has to do with food, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> so we have three black rhinos, two adults. Johnny Joe, do you guys call him AJ also, or do you use his full name usually? We call him Baby. Baby. <laughs> oh, I can tell by the way you're yeah. yeah. We didn't actually, so when he was born, we didn't baby. have, an, they were letting someone who attended our uh, virtual baby shower name him, which is so great. You donated like, it was like $25 and you got to have your name in a raffle, which is amazing for someone to get to name one of our black rhino calves. So we spent so much time calling him baby in the beginning, waiting oh, for the name. Oh, I see. Uh, Made it really hard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I call him a Johnny Joe a lot. Yeah. I like, I'm like, when I come in in the morning, like, a Johnny Joe? What yeah. are you doing? I'm stuck on baby. Yeah. I'll say it's funny because we do the same thing with our animals. Yeah. Like, you know, obviously Fiona's not a baby anymore, and I still <laughs> find myself calling her a baby fee and that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Johnny Joe weighs what did you say 1500 pounds now (laughs) always going to be calling him baby yes (laughs) absolutely so it sounds like they're all very special and very food motivated and we know that you do some training with them so tell us about what you're doing and maybe why or the things that you find most important or or you're most proud of training or most difficult um so we do well they're trained for a lot of solid behaviors already now um of course, there's always new things that we can train them for. Um, with that said, baby, he's just in the beginning stages of his training. Mm. Um, but the things that they know now is like target. Um, they know how to come over to the bars on both sides of, with their body, fully against the bars. We can get to anywhere on them if we need to. Um, and side note, they actually really love their sessions. They love to engage in these training sessions. They love um, tactile rubbing. They love the treats. They love the attention. Mm. Um, especially another side note, um, Saya, um, she came in really young, a clean slate. She was almost four years old. She's 12 now. So we've taught her everything she knows here, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, including the coming to the bars on each side. She will also lay down on command um, with her back toward the bars on one side and the other um, with her feet toward the bars. So we do have a shoot area that we can use, but we don't need to wow, utilize that shoot. Wow, that's really impressive. Yeah. So we're able to get to her feet, her back, anywhere we need to. So shoot. you can ask her to lay down with either facing you or facing away from you, essentially. Uh, so whichever way she's against the bars, um, on one side she knows to lay with her feet to the bars, and the other side, on the left side, she knows to lay with her back to the bars. That's so that's cool. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. Um, she also... Um, and actually, Faru knows those same things, aside from the down. We never got him, we never captured that behavior, the down behavior with him. But mm-hmm. he does come in on both sides. We can get to about everywhere on him as well. Um, uh, but also open their mouth. They, they open their mouths on command, both uh, mom and dad. Um, working on that with baby. Kelly's been working with him on that. He's pretty solid at this point with his open mouth behavior, which is important to start when they're little like that so the vets can see the teeth 
you know, developing things. Mm. Um, How far can they open their mouths? They're like so small compared to a hippo are, in my yeah. mind. It's, Is it like four or five inches? Yeah, it's crazy. How much hand, they can? If yeah. not more, maybe like almost like eight inches. Okay, yeah. I'm really. We just talked about numbers earlier. Right. I don't know, like eight inches. Yes, maybe something like that. Okay, but definitely enough that you can get a pretty good look good. at, yeah. okay. at the, the molars back there. So, um, open mouth. Um, Blood draw? Blood draw, of course. Do you do that from the leg? Yes, the back of their leg. Um, Our female is a little more touchy about that. Um, That's got to be a tough behavior with their tough skin, right? It's got to be really Uh, tricky to train that Um, behavior. Thankfully, we have amazing technicians that work alongside us. Um, Specifically, Amy uh, works with us. Amy Long um, works with a lot of the blood with us. Um, And she's developed a really good relationship with especially Saya, which is very important. Um, so she's kind of touch and go with her blood. We can get it, but sometimes she's not one that I can go every six months and say, give me some blood. Mm-hmm. That would be Faru. Faru is solid, um, on his blood draws. We're going to work on that with Saya, but it's hard with a calf. It's hard mm-hmm. when yeah. she's cycling. It's hard when, so she's just a little more, you know, got a little attitude, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we're going to work on blood some more with her. Uh, Faru actually on the blood, um, note of things, um, we actually collected a ton of blood from him when we have had calves. Um, this one and uh, Kendi, if you remember, mm-hmm. um, we collected um, a ton of blood, which consists of twice a week for about 20 minutes. He would stand and we'd collect wow. blood. Yeah, it's a long time. Wow. Um, so we had that for. Um, would you collect so platelets from it? Well, it was spun down to plasma. Oh, plasma. So it's actually okay. it's banked now. So we collected with Kendi. We worked with, I believe, Hawksworth? Yep. Hawksworth? Wow. Um, So I went to donate blood at Hawksworth the other day, and they had one of our rhino paintings that we gave them in there for doing that. So yeah, it's fun down to plasma. It's banked um, just in case we ever needed it. Uh, But it was a lot. I mean, it was asking a lot. Long sessions. It's hard to get people to be brave enough to hang out for that, and you can tell me exactly what's happening and explain it ahead of time. But they've started doing that with giraffe also. It seems to be something that. you know, zookeepers are really working on collecting that plasma in case of, you know, babies or yeah. any sick animal needing it. So I didn't yeah. know you guys had done that. Yeah. I had no idea. I think it could be, it, they asked, and I think Marge was like, we'll try, and it was successful. And I think it can be crucial, especially when we were having, Kendi was Saya's first calf and Faru's second. So I think we just wanted to be as prepared as possible. Mm-hmm. And then that does... I mean, that plasma is banked, so it carried on to Johnny Joe. Hmm. Um, but he, he was amazing. I mean, he obviously was getting food rewards, but mm-hmm. he is, would just, would yeah. you, like, keep him away? Like, <laughs> He's there? such a good boy. Yeah. He's such a good boy. He's such a handsome boy. We're very lucky to have him here. Yeah. Um, and what's really cool about the difference between the two blood draws is when we do target them and they come over to the bars, um, Furu kind of naturally separates his legs. So we're drawing from the far front leg on the inside, so the ones oh. that's not directly on the bars. But for Saya, she's actually trained to put her foot on a block to get oh, it out of the way. And if, like, she is so into training sessions. I mean, she'll make that high-pitched noise that you might hear a castmate. Oh, yeah. She's like, give me more food. And she'll start putting her foot up whether you have that block ready or not. She's That's like, always the best when you yeah. know they it's really, really the want to be there. Of the yeah. Floor. Yeah. Yeah. And she's especially drawn to March. So we kind of split at this point when she has a calf because Johnny Joe will be up in her face if he can. Oh, so, yeah. Um, we call, stay with the Johnny Joe in one stall, so I always stay with the Johnny Joe. She calls Saya to the other stall, and Saya is just hyper fixated on Marge. We tried to switch one time where I was like, you stay with the Johnny Joe or Kendi, and I'll take Saya. And she's like, no, I want Marge. <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'm not offended. <laughs> right. That's so, always special to have. I am very proud of that relationship. Like I said, she came in very young, and so it's very, very special. It's I, so rewarding. Yeah. I mean, she's my heart, my everything. Aww. I love her, and she loves me. And I could tell before you even special. said that, like, just yeah. the way you guys have been talking about her, that yeah. she's definitely yeah. She's special. definitely a special one. They all are. They all are. Like, yes. our sweet boy, giving all that blood and being Mr. Man, but she's definitely... No, that's definitely something to be proud of. And you mentioned the the foot care, the way they kind of hold their feet to the bars. Is foot care really important with the rhinos? Is that Um, something you work on a lot? For ours, we luckily, knock on wood, don't have any foot problems um, with our black rhinos. Um, Typically is more in um, like Indian rhinos, like cracks and nails and things. um, Which would make sense if they're coming from more a more humid environment. Maybe they need more of that. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't know, but we definitely don't have any current mm-hmm. problems. No. I 
can't remember any of the black rhino we've had here having foot problems specifically, but should they step on something mm-hmm. or cut something or crack something, we have that option to be able to get to those the pads of their feet, their nails. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, so good on that. So they'll even let you see the bottom of their feet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. pads are yeah. real cute. They're squishy. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, yeah they, got, also, oh, they move so silently. Like, you yeah. mentioned how padded they are. Like, yeah. it is insane when you're by the rhino habitat. You can't even yeah. hear them take a step, no. and it's this 2,500-pound animal. It's right. wild. Right. <laughs> Yeah, we, we can. We have filed on the nails. We've had small, like small, small cracks that we filed on, and they have that behavior and that ability to do so, but we've been yeah lucky. Yeah. Which is one of the reasons we train those behaviors for all of our animals, right? So that when it does happen, we can, yeah. if something does happen, we can fix it or help in some way, hopefully, yeah. rather than trying to do it or train it once it's already happened. Yeah, after something's hurt or yeah. sick. Or, yeah, yeah, definitely. And you guys have mentioned Kendi a couple times. Do you guys have a Kendi update for us? How's he doing? Kendi was our calf that was born. 2017. Summer of Fiona, right? Yeah, yes, Summer of Fiona. Yeah, July 17th of 2017. Marge's first black rhino calf. My first black rhino calf. Been the first black rhino calf in a couple, maybe 10 years plus. Yeah, it'd been a while. But we do have a long history. Uh, it's somewhere in the 20s that his calf was that we've had at Cincinnati Zoo, which is huge, monumental. Yeah. Um, but he's doing really well. We do get updates. They do post about him on um, San Diego's uh, Facebook page. He's at the Safari Park. He looks just like Saya. Aww. He does have a lady friend, but <laughs> they are not breeding yet. Okay. But it sounds like it's going well. He's on a huge savanna. Um, they put, just posted a, re- a picture recently or a video of him munching on that browse, which mm-hmm. was really it's cute. really cute. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. doing really good. You yeah. mentioned he has a lady. What's the reproductive age for uh, rhinos, or black rhinos specifically? Um, you go. Females, uh, about um, five to six. Yep. Uh, males are more seven, eight. Okay. It's so a little bit ten. older for the males. Yeah, yeah. seven yeah. to ten mm-hmm. in there somewhere. So it, they've got a second before they'll be breeding. Yeah, there, he's but a little bit It's younger. good that he's already getting along with, you know, who he's paired with. That's kind of yeah. important. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It is yeah. one of those things where we're kind of like, here, hope you guys like each yeah. other. Yeah, <laughs> your right? genetics match to, yeah. to your uh, personalities. From um, what we know, the keepers love him. Oh. Yeah. Since he, the moment they got no him, yeah. he was a good, good calf. He was. Good boy. And how long do the calves typically stay with their mom in the wild? Uh, in the wild, a little longer, but there's also a lot more room. So, mm-hmm. um, I mean, here we had Kendi separated, yeah, about a year and a half. Okay. Um, kind of depends on mom's behavior, baby's behavior. There's mm-hmm. pictures of Ajani Joe still, her baby still nursing. Yeah. yeah. Right down there. As a mother, I'm like, oh, I no. feel for Saya. She, <laughs> she is so patient. She really is. He oh. has to like lay. I mean, Kendi <laughs> did that as well. Lay Have we down mentioned under. how old he is? At this point, oh, I don't a year and eight months. Yeah, okay. So he'll months, turn so. two years old August twenty first, and Farah's birthday is August fifteenth. So they have very yeah, similar. Close. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, and they have to lay down to, to yeah. fit under. Yeah. He didn't when he was young. Yeah. Now yeah, he's like he's... not letting it go. <laughs> yeah, with the nicer weather, um, I think mom's tolerating for now. I don't yeah. know how much longer yeah. that's gonna last. And they have like a 15, 16 month gestation period. Correct? Yep, long time. Yeah, that is hard when you, you get excited and you're ready for a baby to come and you're like, oh, wait, we have over a year before this yeah. right. <laughs> might happen. Yeah. Well worth it, though. Yes, yeah, definitely. definitely. we figure out some way to keep them little. Uh, yes. <laughs> for sure. Is there, like, a secret to the success? Like, we've had two calves in four or five years is amazing. That's incredible, and it speaks to your guys' work. What's Do you guys have, like, a secret or... What's the strategy? <laughs> How do you know when she's cycling or the right time to put them together? Does she show behaviors? or She does, um, especially Faru shows mm-hmm. behaviors. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, male being a male, you see some obvious things. Um, <laughs> and yeah. But is that from smelling her from yeah. even yards yep. away? Smells, they have yes, visible absolutely. view of each other in the building. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I mean, they can, their smell yeah. is insane. So they can smell yeah. each other, hear each other. Mm. The visible view, obviously not when they're outside, but there's a wall separating them, so definitely can still hear each other. But he does some obvious things. He also does this thing, which I call he's like ice skating, where he drags his feet a lot. Um, He gets very excited. Interesting. Yeah. Do they vocalize to each other? Not 
Sometimes. I mean, they'll no. get, like snort or chuff at each other. Like, but I wouldn't say that that has anything to do with the interest in breeding. Yeah. More okay. of like yeah. she bosses him around. <laughs> like, the big thing when we put him together, what I think a lot of the success has just been we have so many keepers that have done this so many times that they know exactly what to look for and have just such good knowledge of what each individual animal's tells are. Because um, when they go together, there's a lot of sparring. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they if you ha- put them together at the wrong time, it could be really scary yeah. to watch. Because they, like you mentioned, they are solitary in the wild, so they wouldn't necessarily want to be around one another. Yeah, and right. we, we also, I feel like Faru is just a gentleman. So, mm-hmm. like, I think the pair that we have is just a good pair really together. Good pair. Yeah. Yes. So yes. even if she is not cycling and you see them in the yard together, she is making him probably sit in the corner. Oh. <laughs> he like she'll go up to he'll go up to try to eat some food and she's like, No, that's my food, but she doesn't eat any. Oh or no. like he'll go to mud wallow and she's like, No, that's my mud wallow. Yeah. She's it's almost like a toddler. Like I don't really want that, but now that you yeah. have it, I want yeah. that. <laughs> that's her. Yeah. 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 So then when it is that time and she is cycling, um, she's receptive to his approach yep. so it's out in the yard that we do the breeding so i'm sure some guests that listen to this podcast have seen the breeding yep. happen in the yard yep very interesting <laughs> it's exciting and you're watching endangered species procreate that's yes. amazing yeah. stuff right like actually <laughs> yeah i wanted to talk about that can you guys tell us they're critically endangered mm-hmm. you know there were sixty-five thousand not too long ago i think in the 90s yeah. and now we're down to about five thousand. is that correct i mean yeah the most recent news you guys have heard or so uh in general like when we look at the 19th century coming into the 20th century of rhinos as a whole there's 500,000 individuals in the beginning of the 20th century by 1970 that went down to like 70,000 and we're at 28,000 of all rhino species as a whole which that is astronomical black rhinos specifically took a huge hit um so from 1970 to 1992 their population went from 65,000 so at 1970 we were at 65,000 and by 1992 1995 they lost 96% of their population um dipping down to as low as 2,000 oh, literally man. gives me goosebumps I know. and it's really hot in this room yeah. like it's insane it's devastating. It's yeah. horrible to so think sad. of how much, how fast. I mean, that's a short time period. Oh my gosh, 22 right? years, 25 years to lose 96%. And then you think about how long the gestation is and they only mm-hmm. have a baby mm-hmm. every couple of years or more. And yeah. the, the, to catch up and even with all the protection that people are trying mm-hmm. to do, it's, yeah. it's just devastating. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately for their horns is the reason that we lost their populations, right? So will you tell us about their horns and you know what they're made of? And Yeah. Yeah, so uh, one of the main reasons that we have lost that population, like you said, is from poaching. Um, So their horns are made of like a hair-like fiber. Uh, It's called keratin. It's what our fingernails are made of. And uh, their horns actually don't go from their skull. They grow from their skin, and they grow their entire lives. From the moment they're born, they continue to grow. And unfortunately, they are killed, and then their horns are taken and sold. Uh, People believe that they have medicinal properties um, from curing hangovers to cancer, um, it's also seen as a sign of wealth in other countries. Um, so it has been something that they have been battling. It is the number one mm. cause of the loss of population. So it's it's crazy to think something like our fingernails right. could decline a population that much. And yeah. obviously these um, rhinos in their natural habitat are not letting poachers calmly approach. Because, I mean, we have trimmed our rhino's horns when they need it. And, like, we are able to do that via food reward, but mm-hmm. rhinos in their natural habitat are not letting humans get close enough to file a horn off. And, unfortunately, they are killing the rhinos to get the horn when it's just the horn. And yeah, keep just growing. the horn, right. Yes. Yeah. yeah, it's the so. saddest thing. No other part of the rhino is yeah. being used. The carcasses are essentially just being left and the yeah. horn stripped. It's... So, yeah, rhinos are facing a lot of issues in the wild, especially from poaching. Um, And we know there are five species of rhino, Mm -hmm. and we um, have had three of them here. We we haven't had white ever, or that I know of. Was it a long time ago? I don't think there's ever been one. Okay. And then Javan rhinos, I don't believe, have ever been an institution. But we have had Indian rhinos and black rhinos and Sumatran rhinos. um, Mm -hmm. And their numbers are just ridiculously low, about 74, 75 for... Uh, Javan rhinos, less than 80 for Sumatrans. It's not quite known. Do you guys know the numbers for Indian rhinos or white Mm -hmm. rhinos? So greater one-horned or Indian rhinos are about 3,600. So they're also in the critically endangered. So um, 
Javan, Sumatran, uh, Greater One Horned are all critically endangered. Black rhinos are about, they are on the uh, increasing. I know we just talked about that huge dip that they took before or up until 1995, but they have been able to start uh, increasing their population. They're at about 5,600 right now. And then white rhinos are actually off the endangered list. They're about 17 to 18,000 individuals right now. So that's good and hopeful, but yeah. still like, ah. Oh, but still 17 to 18,000 yeah. is yeah. not that many. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Yeah. But I think it's crazy to see what um, putting an effort in can get you back, you know, just getting in front of it and to bring that black rhino population from 2,400 to where we are now to 5,600 with knowing their gestation period and you're still fighting poaching and habitat fragmentation and all of those things. It's crazy to see that increase. And I think it just, if anything, like you can look at it and be sad, but I also think you can look at it and it can motivate you mm. Definitely. to want to partake in conservation for them. Yeah. We were chatting mm -hmm. earlier. We want to do an episode about bullying for rhinos and we hope yeah. to do that and share a lot more about that in the future. But bullying for rhinos is an event that, um, Zookeepers across the nation have been putting together at different zoos, volunteering their time to host these events, and they help actually provide wages and supplies and all sorts of things for these rangers that are risking their lives to go out and protect the rhinos. And I think that's been one of the best things that's happened. And it literally, these rhinos have their own bodyguards mm -hmm. in some situations. And mm -hmm. of course, it's not always individual, but there are people out there working specifically to protect these rhinos literally boots on the ground which is so important but also and it's making a huge difference yeah. but also like crazy to think about that we mm -hmm. that that's a thing that's mm -hmm. going on but um definitely huge shout out to all of the rangers and people that are working in those dangerous areas and protecting these animals and being outside mm -hmm. you know constantly and walking miles and miles a day it's pretty pretty yeah. incredible yeah, they also, um, our zoo just announced recently participating in uh, an heirs council was formed. Oh, yes. Tell yeah. us more about that. We talked with Dr. Roth about that Did you um, a little while ago, okay. but for our listeners, and I could use a reminder for sure, tell us more yeah. what you know about that. So um, we got asked to participate with our um, male and female. So Say and Fru will participate, but it essentially was five research communities came together, including the Wilds, Disney's Animal Kingdom, and Crew with Dr. Terry Roth. And they designed some pillars and are hoping to learn from like their physical fitness, um, behavioral and environmental factors, uh, reproductive success, and um, iron overload disorder. And what they're doing is they're just asking all 74 uh, AZA zoos that have uh, white rhinos, black rhinos more specifically, some they're doing some with the greater one horned. Um, and they're just trying to collect as much data as they can. Which, okay. So they're going to take that data and they're going to you know, try to learn from their natural counterparts and what we can do in zoos even better to improve their well-being, mm -hmm. their quality of life, and how we can apply that to, like, helping with their conservation. So for us, who work directly with those individuals, um, we're going to be participating in a lot of studies, uh, anything from monthly blood draws to, like, a bioimpedance study to heart rate, um, like, physical fitness factors are going to do some observations, but it's really cool to see, you know, she, Marge has seen a lot of the training that she's done and we've done go to like the plasma or, you know, just the overall health of our individuals. But Say and Faru are going to be able to participate in a very large grand scheme um, based on the fact that we are able to do blood draws so easily with our rhinos. Very cool. Yeah. And yeah. for the heart rate, are you using the thermography camera that Dr. Curry has brought around or what are you guys doing for heart rate? Um, so they actually just take the heart rate under, it's like, oh, their okay. Heart rate is. <laughs> Super we, simple. Okay. We did, they did come over and do thermography images. Yeah. They did. Which is always, it's fun to see the different colors and yeah, the animals yeah, showing yeah. up. But yeah. I guess, yeah, the rhinos, I don't know if it's all species, but um, you can kind of like rub under their leg, right? And they'll almost lay down and fall asleep or become very, very calm. Is yeah. that helpful or part of any of that? Or do you guys do that for? It can be. Okay. Um, actually, that's how we started the lay down behavior okay. with Saya is rubbing under her legs. But she also randomly likes her butt rubbed. <laughs> so that kind of... Easier reach, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that kind of aided for us. But yes, typically, yes, um, our um, black rhino before that, um, he was trained to lay down by by rubbing inside the thigh, mm -hmm. encouraging him to where they're just so relaxed that they just kind of flop Isn't down. Isn't that incredible, though? They, like, yeah. they're just so relaxed. They just kind of... Yeah. They go into the zone. That, that special spot. <laughs> no, but that's so awesome that our rhinos here at the Cincinnati Zoo are going to contribute to saving black rhinos in human care and in the wild as well. And we've already seen firsthand at our zoo with the Sumatran rhinos 
how much of an effect zoos can have in repopulating wild species. And mm -hmm. we hope it doesn't come down to that with the black rhino, mm -hmm. but unfortunately you never know. And the way the numbers have gone, it could come to that eventually. So Right. It's it's crazy to think about. I would hope it would never come to that. But even, even if we don't re release animals back into their native habitat, just having all this information that we can provide to the wild, mm -hmm. but, you know, also just, I don't know, being ambassadors so you can have yeah. these animals here and I always say they kind of have a job and their job is to inspire people or get them mm -hmm. to care and even if it's one out of the million visitors that come a year that's one person that might go and become like a rhino conservationist mm -hmm. so yeah having them out and active and being adorable mm -hmm. and things is you know it's it's hard work and they're doing a good <laughs> they're yeah. doing good at it and yeah. it's an important job for sure we like to make it comfy for them yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I do I like to think like you never know one of our visitors whether it's donating money recycling more, um, even small scale things. But yeah, we could have someone who comes to visit our zoo that's like 10 years old and in 15 years they go on to like change the world even more. Absolutely, mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. And we have talked about a little bit about black rhinos in the wild. Will you tell us traditionally where they were found in the wild and where they're found today? Yeah, so they're in um, Eastern and Southern uh, Africa. Um, so places like Kenya, uh, they actually have, There's a, we have Eastern. Uh, there's four subspecies of uh, black rhinos. We specifically have eastern black rhinos, so they are the large portion is going to be found in Kenya. Hmm. Very cool. It's awesome. Do you guys have yeah. anything else you want to share that we haven't hit on, touched on? I was like, I feel like we've done so much talking. I know. I, Do you have any I like think so. just like specific like favorite moments, whether it's with like one of the calves, a Johnny Joe, or like during a training session, or like a favorite animal that you've worked with over your time here? Well, I think I already shared mine. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can guess more. Say 100%. Um, I feel like... I think that first calf, yeah. that that was really, 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 really special. Um, I mean, I think for the both of us, I think we agree. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I think we um, it's hard to beat that. Yeah, yeah, when Kendi was born, we're pretty, like, we kind of let Saya and the calf do their thing, but being in the building, like, just sneaking in to get a peek of him... And make sure they were doing well and eating and I will remember that for like the rest of my life yeah and there is just nothing quite like seeing like something so cr a critically endangered animal in the calf that she has and just seeing her like right away going know to what to do yep yep mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of one of the main questions that we get is like the difference like if Kendi and a Johnny Joe or have like different personalities so I will say like for us Kendi was he was a little shy. Like, okay. he would get, he was a great rhino, but he was, you think that they're going to all kind of ish have the same personality, and a Johnny Joe came out, and he yeah. was, no, not he was all. not shy, not he's no. confident, um, he's more willing to spend time apart from yeah. Saya, which I'm sure she loves. <laughs> <laughs> that's um, interesting. I didn't realize that, that. and yeah, that's something yeah. that people want to, you know, yeah, want to hear and, and love to hear, that you can see these animals all have their mm -hmm. own personalities, yeah. Yeah. and it, it, I mean, there's really nothing cuter than a baby rhino. Yeah, I there's mean, really I, no. I don't know if there is. I mean, we might be biased. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so either. The sheer size difference between oh, the yeah. two of them. When she's standing beside them, like beside a, a cat that was just born, who's like 80 pounds, oh, and yeah. she's 2,500, yeah. it is... It's incredible what's yeah. amazing too is like you said about taking care of that cat but the behavior i mean building up to that birth mm -hmm. i mean the natural instinct for her you can't go in that building wow. hardly at all toward the end when she knows she's gonna i mean she's protective and yes, wants her she privacy is, and yeah. she's no joke about it wow. i mean she is on fire she's ready and she like even for you her, her favorite keeper you yep. still uh, couldn't go in yeah there. Yes. <laughs> i know the only time Mark and i are in the same place <laughs> right <laughs> Yeah, I'm still the one, the lucky one, to go in and, you know, collect things that we need after the birth and things. Um, so great. Uh, but, yeah, she doesn't want me in there either, which that's fine. Give Mama her space. Yeah. Um, but it's it's cool because that's a just natural behavior that you'd think in captive, you know? Right. But it's the same. I mean, she she's like, give me my space. Get out. Protective and going to yeah. protect that cat yep. like they would need to do and in the wild. When, yeah, well, then when it's, he's, there she is, just being this gentle mama. And, mm -hmm. Yeah, and she let us in, I feel like. She was more comfortable sooner with us being really close, or closer to a Johnny Joe, which might have, yep. like, that might have, um, 
played a part played, in it. Thank you. Yeah, played a part like, in why Kenny was a little bit more, like, she was a little bit more protective of him. Because he was her first calf, yep, right? first calf. Okay. But with a Johnny Joe, she's like, Been through this before. I think that in any rhino zoom he's in the yard, like, which we have a lot of guests or members get videos of. And I think, especially when they're mud walling and sprinting around, I think those are some of my favorite times. Like, you'll see him on the camera and we'll, like, walk out and try to, like, take a video from the side. They're I've caught so that cute. once or twice, and I just won't leave. Like oh, you know, I don't. You can't. I don't, you can't. Yeah, you don't. And then sometimes he'll start vocalizing. Oh and my he's gosh, vocalizing, he's running screams. around. He's he's a mud monster. Uh, and it's it, yeah, it's so funny. Teeny little high pitched squeaks yeah. are so cute. You would never think that that sound would come out of an adult rhino. Exactly. Even. And even Saya. She lets out that loud, like, you can't even explain it. I can't, yeah, I was going to say, you're going to try it. Yeah, please, please try it. Is that out of you? But it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. it really is Super so cute. Fun. And it's they look so clumsy when they're little, and their their feet are still <laughs> yes. so giant. Yeah. And <laughs> it looks like it doesn't match their bodies. Big ears and round nose. <laughs> yeah. They don't yeah. have that horn yet. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like horn. for us, they just grow, they grow like 100 pounds a month. That's After, a lot. Once they're born to the first wow. year, so like we don't get them little. The little, little no, yeah. that's why I said we can figure out how to keep yeah. them tiny. <laughs> it happens quick. Yeah, the boys, like we said, fifteen hundred pounds, and man, so eighty to one hundred pounds to this fifteen hundred pound animal in what a year and eight months. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a huge difference. That's crazy for yeah. sure. That's crazy. All right, well. Sounds adorable. Now I want to see another baby rhino. <laughs> so do we. Unless you guys have anything else that you think we should share, we'll go ahead and do trivia and probably um, embarrass me. Yeah? Okay. You guys are oh, up for trivia? Yes. I do have a couple yes. questions. Rhino-related <laughs> trivia for you guys oh, no. today. No! Yeah. Oh, always when we get that you don't know it. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. I've said this so many episodes since Amanda's, but Mark quizzed us on... Africa related, Africa department related things, and I, I got them all wrong. So. <laughs> it's like when you go to a trivia at like a restaurant and there's an animal question, all the your pressure's on. You, yeah. And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think you guys will be good today. Oh, there's a couple odd ones, but I think you'll be good today for the most part. First question we have What are rhinos' closest living relatives? There's three an- correct answers that I'll accept. What are rhinos' closest living relatives? I feel like I should know this. <laughs> Say it. Horse. Mm-hmm. Okay. Horse, that's one of them. You got it. Oh, that's okay. Well, I'm not going to say what the other two are. No, I knew that. Oh, that's one that I knew, so I thought that horse. I knew you uh, knew that one, too, because you... Horses are like your other Right, I know. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, can we have a hint? Is this like... Um, that show who wants to be a millionaire. Call <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a friend. Yeah, you need your lifelines. One of them you guys have in the belt. Very close to zebra. Yeah. Oh, zebra. Well, uh, that's that's not an equity. Same family. Same family. But right? that's, that is wild to think about. When you like look at yes. them, you don't think that they yeah. are related yeah. in any way. No. Yeah. 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 So zebra horses and then taper. Taper. Oh, oh, I was gonna yeah. say something. <laughs> we want tape. We love tape. Oh, we really yes, yeah. Tapers. Very okay. fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that horse zebra <laughs> one is questionable. Yeah, you know. One, yeah. two, we'll, we'll call it two yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, they're all in the same family, the odd-toed ungulates. Um, all very closely related, which you wouldn't really think because I feel like rhinos and horses and then taper are their own bizarre-looking mm-hmm. right. animals. Yeah, they I don't are. really think of looking like anything else. But one for one so far. Question number two, you actually answered in the... In Let's our conversation, we'll see who was listening. Well, Should we make Jenna answer so, first? <laughs> no answering from Kelly for this one. What is the only species of rhino not listed as endangered? Oh, there's five species, only one is not endangered. I do know this one, do you? Yeah, okay. So, I was letting you take it. Okay, <laughs> the white rhino, the white rhino, correct. <laughs> white rhino is the only one not listed as endangered, but they are listed as near threatened. Mm-hmm. And the yes. only ones that are not solitary, correct? They live in groups yeah. called a crash, yes. which I just love that. Yeah, name. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Every other one's solitary, but like Kelly had mentioned, you know, we've still got under 20,000 white rhinos left, which I personally think they should be listed as endangered, but you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. to each their own. All right. Two for two so far. I'm impressed. Number three, we're starting to get off the rails a little bit. The extinct, I'm probably going to mispronounce this, Lynxia giant rhino lived 31 million years ago. It's the largest species of rhino to ever live. How, how large was it, height and weight? 
I will say, I just brought this up in that last, <laughs> we just did, what were we talking about this? Oh, we had Dr. Rhino back, and I, we talked about this, and now I'm blanking because I get nervous <laughs> under pressure. They were big. We're talking you were, I was like, going to say, you were nodding your head. I haven't heard of this before, but massive. it sounds like. Like, we're talking like dinosaur. Wow. Like, they were imagine? big. Massive, yes. yeah. Mm. Any guesses? How tall and how much it weighed? Yeah, how, how it, tall and how much it weighed. I'll guess say, 10 feet tall. Oh, they're about 2,500 pounds. Um, Are they 20, about like 5 feet tall and 2,500 pounds? I'll say 10 feet, 20,000 pounds. 10 feet, 20,000. Do you guys have any guesses? That is frightening. Yeah, that is frightening. <laughs> yeah, uh, can you imagine that? I'll say... An Omega herbivore? Is it Price is Right? Price is Right's rules? <laughs> no. <laughs> you can, I'll say... Unfortunately, there's no showcase at the end of this. <laughs> I'll say... I'm just going to go up there. I'm going to say 15 feet tall. I was going to say that. And I'm going to say 30,000 pounds. Jeez. Well, you took 15. I was going to say 15. I just made mine as big as possible. In my mind. <laughs> it could be bigger. What did you say? I said 10, 10 feet, foot. uh, 30. 20,000, 20, right? 20,000. 30,000. 20,000, sure. <laughs> I've my guess already. And you said 15 I mean, 30. a giraffe is 15 feet tall. That would be incredible. Yeah, that's that's huge. Uh, <laughs> all right, twelve feet. Oh, okay, take the she's middle. Going the middle. <laughs> she's going the middle round. Um, twelve feet. Oh, you say. said thirty thousand pounds. <laughs> I just, I just had to like just yeah. up it even. Twelve more. feet, fifteen thousand pounds. All right, you're all way low. No way. What? Way low. So it's also called the giraffe rhinoceros. Yes. Thought to be twenty to twenty-five feet tall. Taller than a giraffe, and thought to weigh about 24 tons. Oh my god! The equivalent weight of five elephants. Um, it's the largest land mammal that ever existed. I've never yes. even heard of it. Me and then either. my brain is trying so yeah. hard to imagine it. And yeah, literally but like a dinosaur. I do have a little bit of beef with this being called a rhinoceros because apparently genetically it's closest related to a rhino, but it was hornless. Mm. It did not have a horn. I feel like that's part of being a rhino, is right? Is well, maybe. But maybe there's one horn yeah. rhinos and two horn rhinos. Yeah, that's true. So maybe there was a, was a no zero, horn rhino. Yeah. Zero horn, yeah. No the horn giraffe rhino. rhinoceros. Wow. Leading the way. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, that's taller than a giraffe and weighs as much as five elephants. elephants. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Hmm. All right. Last question for you guys. The Rhino Party is a political party in what country? I want to say Africa. No <laughs> so, like, you know how here we have like the donkey and the elephant. Mm -hmm. There's a rhino party in one country. Does it make sense? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Russia. Russia. Any guesses from you guys? Well, I was. She said. Oh, Africa. I said Africa. Yeah. She's taking the whole. The oh whole yeah. Oh, she's yeah. got the whole continent. She's, she's got like, the whole. I claim. Africa. <laughs> there's one thing we've learned from this podcast. I am terrible at history and numbers as far as how long ago something was <laughs> and geography. But if we're doing country and you said it doesn't make sense, then I'm changing my guess to. I was gonna say if we do if we do continents, I'll just take Europe. <laughs> 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 He said it doesn't make sense though, so it makes me feel like it's Australia. Not Africa. Yeah. Australia, okay, Jenna. You just taking the whole continent of Africa? Yes. Okay. The whole continent. <laughs> no one got it. It's actually <laughs> Canada. What? Canada. I swear on everything. I was about to be like, what if it's like Canada or something? <laughs> like, there's no way we would know that. Wow. It's Canada. I just thought this story was really bizarre. It was started as a joke with the motto, "We promise not to keep any promises if elected." But it's somehow <laughs> taken hold it's and is so like honest. a real political party now. Oh, yeah. Wow. All right. So. Is it I'm recent? Right. You definitely learned something new. Yeah. Right? I was going to say, I feel like that's like a good name for that slogan because I feel like Rhino is like, they can turn on a dime. <laughs> that's like, true. 35 miles an hour, like yep. it's nothing. Absolutely. <laughs> we make no promises. Yeah, that's true. Oh, man. Thank you guys for being good sports, though. Enjoy. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, Jenna? I, I know what a country is. You know? I, <laughs> I do. just wasn't a very good listener. Okay, so our final question of the day. What can I do? Is there something I can do to make a small difference that is easy or anyone else if they want to make a difference in the world or for rhinos? Do you guys have Absolutely. So we have a program called Rhino Rembrandt. 
and it is um, animal art um, by our rhinos. They paint with their lip. Very and, cool. Yes, it was started as an enrichment um, fun thing to do and turned into this program now. Um, so um, by all means, um, you can help by going online and purchasing one of these paintings. Um, the concert or the money goes um, to IRF um, toward rhino conservation, um, and the rhinos love to do it. That's so. even better. And <laughs> yeah, IRF so is fun. the International Rhino Foundation. For anybody who didn't yes. know, um, and they paint with their lip, and you can go on the Cincinnati Zoo's website to do Correct. this. Yes. Okay. Yes, I should have been more specific. And you get to choose three colors. Um, oh. So we are doing one for a woman's nursery coming up. Oh, fun. So, Aww. like, it, it just for some ideas for people. Right. You can do whatever colors you want. They, If you go online, I think they have actually a picture of Marge doing one of the paintings with Saya. And it's very, um, I don't know, it's very artsy. Like, strokes, similar to the elephants, but a lot more. But they use that yeah. semi-prehensile lip. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So. so are you holding, like, a, a palette of paint in front of them and they touch their lip to it? Or do you touch the, it to their lip? No, so it? people pick their um, their colors and we just kind of drip it or, you know, drizzle it on the canvas. And uh, then we hold it up to them and they do all the work with their lip. And oh. I've seen so many the of the colors. paintings, but I never knew how exactly you yeah. made it happen. And they they turn out... So well. They're yeah. some of the coolest animal paintings. Yeah, and they're pretty neat. They're doing it, right? They're moving their lip. It's yep. not like they're just stepping, stepping on right. it. Stepping on yeah. a canvas. Or something. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he enjoys it. Our male, Faru, really enjoys it. Yeah, he it. does. Especially uh, she the used, attention. used to really enjoy it till she had her first baby. It kind of threw her a little bit. Huh. I don't know why, but um, we're, we're going to try to work with her a little bit on okay. that again. But right now, our male definitely um, is totally into it. He, he paints like a, what do you always... I call him, like, because he, he's kind of, like, mopey as, like, a rhino in general. So I call him, like, a little Picasso. Or what? Do you know I what mean? Like, yeah. the tortured yeah. artist. Yeah. 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 painter. Yeah. He takes his time. Aww. He's very specific. But he loves it. And yeah. he gets real excited to do it when we're talking it up. We're like, oh, good boy, good boy. And he's like, oh, I'll just keep painting all day. That's so, so fun. Yeah, it is fun. So is the proceeds fun. will help the zoo and yep. rhinos in the wild. Yep. And yep. make a fantastic, unique gift for somebody. Absolutely. Yeah. Birthdays, win. like we said, we're doing one for somebody's nursery. Um, you know, they can always feel free to ask for colors that aren't online, too. Um, like for this nursery, you know, specifics, if you needed a light purple or yeah. something. Okay. By all means, ask. We can always try to um, make that happen. If so you get cool. one, write it in the comments why you chose those colors. Because sometimes we get, like, what looks like maybe a sports team, and we're always like, I wonder why. Oh, right. So, yeah. so if we know specific, we can kind of do yeah. a heavier can color also, than yeah, another. Trim it towards what they want. Yeah. Very cool. We've done one for like the Poxworth, which we did like kind of their colors, reds. Yep. Um, All kinds. Really cool. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Yep. Yes. Very fun. I bet a lot of people didn't know that was an option too. So you wouldn't think like, hmm, wonder if the rhinos paint. Yeah. I'm going to try and get that as a gift. But yeah. they do. And now yeah. everyone knows. I love the name too. Rhino Rembrandt. It's yeah. just fitting. Okay. Proceeds go to the zoo and to help conservation in the wild. And the rhinos enjoy it. Yep. Yeah. Like, win, win, win. Yeah, everyone gets excitement out of it. Definitely. Yeah. Well, thank you ladies for being here so much and telling us all about our rhinos here and rhinos in general and sharing, you know, what we can do to help. And do you guys have anything else mm -hmm. you wanted to add? I don't think I don't so. Think Thanks so. for having us. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening again. Yeah, thanks you for everyone for tuning in for another episode of Cincinnati Zoo Tales. Until next time. <laughs>